Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. It would take several years to make it happen, but residents of the Winding Brook neighborhood near Mishawaka are considering joining the city. It has been an ongoing discussion in the St. Joseph County subdivision. A new neighborhood survey is looking to take that conversation and turn it into a formal plan. Winding Brook neighborhood is a great place to live. I mean, everyone that's here, there's things we love about it right now, and that's why we're here. We think it's special. The St. Joseph County subdivision is considering whether to formally join the city of Mishawaka. We just felt we were doing our due diligence to see if we could make this neighborhood as good as possible. Some were concerned that being part of the city would ultimately raise taxes. Others say they really welcome the idea and how it could improve their neighborhood. We think it's got nothing but advantages. The leaf pickup and garbage and to be, you know, across the board, um, being able to vote with Mishawaka votes rather than being out here in what seems to be like no man's land. <laughs> the association wants to address any concerns through a neighborhood survey. We want to get input early, and we're also trying to bring in uh, someone from the city of Mishawaka to meet with the neighborhood here at some point soon to have an open discussion. Powell sees the advantages of incorporating with the city, but hopes to hear from all his neighbors. He says, as an association, they wouldn't want to move forward without addressing neighbors' concerns. The thing I would want our neighbors to know is we have all the household's best interests in mind. We want, to, we want to incorporate everybody's thoughts, concerns, and excitement, which there's all of those, and just see if this is a good fit. That's ultimately what it's about. It's an assessment of whether it's a good fit. We have a great neighborhood. Can we make it better? We'll see. That's what we're looking at. The city planner for Mishawaka tells me the process would take years to complete. The city would have to figure out if it could provide all the services to the subdivision without taking away from current residents. They aren't willing to take on that cost without knowing the neighborhood is actually interested in joining, not just considering it. WSBT 22's Ronnie Das, who also took a look this week at Mishawaka's plans for the future, and there's a lot more there than absorbing a few neighbors. The mayor says Mishawaka is the fastest growing city in St. Joseph County. However, as the population grows, he says it creates challenges they have to face head on. But it's my job to put out big vision and make big promises, and I can only do that with the full confidence and knowledge that our dedicated staff of public servants always delivers. Mayor Dave Wood is excited about the progress of the new City Hall building, a multi-million dollar sports complex, as well as cleaning up city eyesores like the old Dodge building. It's sitting there underutilized, really a blight on our community. It's our opportunity now to go in and uh, deal with it so that it doesn't continue to drain our services. FBI crime report statistics show crime went down in the Princess City last year, the third year in a row with less crime. But according to the State of the City report, ambulances and fire trucks responded to more than 7,000 calls about medical care. Costs of health care have gone up for people. There, people aren't accessing going to family doctors like they used to. So now more people are calling 911 for visits there and then deciding they'd like to go to the hospital. Officials are working towards a solution, partially using federal funding. To respond to the growing number of calls in our 
growing city, I propose that we hire nine new public safety personnel. Mayor Wood suggests spending $3 million in American Rescue Plan money to bring on three more officers and three of the six new firefighter EMS positions. The mayor says these are the challenges of a growing city, but it remains a top priority. We want to make sure that we stay ahead of our uh, growth and, uh, you know, in a situation where crime is going down, we couldn't be more pleased about that. The mayor's office is asking for an increase in EMS fees to cover the three other firefighter EMS positions. These would have to be negotiated with the union and approved by the city council. Again, WSBT 22's Ronnie Das reporting. A 15-year-old murder suspect is being held at the St. Joseph County Jail as attorneys for Anthony Hutchins continue to ask the judge to put him in a juvenile facility till his trial. He's accused of molesting and murdering six-year-old Grace Ross in New Carlisle last year. Anthony Hutchins' case was moved to adult court earlier this month, and his defense has continued to press that he should be held at the Juvenile Justice Center. But Judge Jeffrey Sanford says the Juvenile Center will not take him. Hutchins appeared virtually in court with his shoulder-length hair and orange jail uniform. When asked about his experience in the St. Joseph County Jail so far, Hutchins said it's pretty boring because he's in his cell 23 hours a day. Quote, the only times I've come out of my cell is to shower. I haven't done rec. His defense had previously brought up concerns about the juvenile area at the St. Joseph County Jail being in the booking area. They say the juveniles are exposed to whoever comes through, even though they're not legally supposed to be around adults. Defense attorney Jeffrey Kimmel said, quote, I suggest he should be at the juvenile facility. I would just ask you to issue an order. Judge Jeffrey Sanford repeatedly denied the request. He said there are other places that'll take Hutchins, like Allen County or the Department of Corrections that could give Hutchins a different environment. Kimmel expressed moving him out of St. Joseph County would make it more difficult for Hutchins to meet with his attorneys. Judge Sanford said, quote, I understand it's a hassle, but if the concern is about living conditions, then there's an alternative there. Kimmel asked the judge to reconsider Hutchins staying at the juvenile center and said, quote, he shouldn't have to choose between a living situation and effective counsel. Hutchins will be back in court May 4th, and at that time, there could be discussion about him staying at the St. Joseph County Jail or moving somewhere else. WSPT 22's Erica Finke reporting. New research is shining a light on an alarming problem. A growing number of children between the ages of 10 and 12 are reporting suicidal behavior and thoughts. Tragically, our area knows the heartache and devastation left behind. On March 14th, a local 12-year-old died by suicide. Her family says she was bullied. She was in the seventh grade. Tragically, her family, friends, and community are not alone in their sorrow. The most significant increase was in children between the ages of 10 and 12. Now, this particular study that I'm referencing was published March 14th, the same day a 12-year-old girl in our area died by suicide. These are not just numbers. These are people, and many of them are children. Rio! Rio! This area will not forget Rio Allred. She was loud, and she was funny, she was witty and sarcastic. 
At 12 years old and in seventh grade, Allred's death by suicide has left behind unimaginable pain and grief. Tragically, Allred's family, friends, and this community are not alone in their sorrow. While suicide rates are highest among adults, the increase in the number of young people is alarming. A study in 2019 found that pediatric emergency department visits for suicide attempts and ideations accounted for more than 1.1 million encounters a year, and that number has doubled over the past two decades. Last year, a report by the CDC found that during the pandemic, ER visits for suspected suicide attempts began to increase among adolescents aged 12 to 17 years old. And just this month, a new study showed a dramatic rise in suicidal ingestions among pre-adolescent kids over the past 20 years. Trends in suicide have been going up in every demographic group for 20 years in the United States. Dr. Ted Beauchene is a psychology professor at Notre Dame. We've seen really steep increases in suicide, especially among women and young children of color in the last decade or so. Beauchene is co-director of the Suicide Prevention Initiative at Notre Dame called SPIRIT. It will open in the fall with a focus on primary prevention, basically identifying at-risk children before they begin having thoughts of suicide. We need to think about how do we support families so that they can better support their children. Beauchene says understanding the risk factors and warning signs of suicide can save lives. When we identify a child who, who's isolated, um, who's um, sad all the time, who may be impulsive, then those are children who you might want to start having those conversations with. And, um, you know, the people who see them every day are, are schools. It's why Beauchene and the Spirit Initiative will be working with schools in our area to identify children most in need. When we talk about community, we need to think about what community is. Uh, we need to think about inclusive communities that wrap their arms around people. So what does it mean for a child to be at risk? Well, Beauchene says research shows children who are living in poverty, have ADHD, or have experienced trauma of some sort through abuse and neglect are at higher risk. There are other risk factors. In one study, researchers noted that social media platforms were launched around the same time as increases in suicide rates began to occur. Bullying has long been identified as a trigger for depression and anxiety in young people. Access to guns and medication has contributed to some suicides and attempts. But Jennifer, experts say one of the biggest risk factors for kids is trauma. And we also talked with community health experts about what's already being done in our schools right now to reach out to children at this, these young ages and how to talk to your own kids. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Cities along the St. Joseph River are sharing plans to deal with large numbers of geese, especially now that it's their nesting season. That's why between the mar uh, months of March and June, they're especially aggressive, especially as people head outside. In the last several years, Michiana has become a hot spot for geese. 
Jessica Merkling is an urban wildlife biologist who says it's a great habitat for them here. The tricky part is you're along a river and you have a lot of grassy areas next to water, which is goose habitat. So we keep creating large amounts of goose habitat and they like it there. Merkling says people should never feed geese. They can also deter the birds with green lasers and grapeseed oil repellent. <laughs> Corinne Strait with the Elkhard Mayor's Office says there are ways people and geese can live peacefully. They like living here for the same reasons that we do. It's pretty and there's a lot of water. So we're not going to get rid of them. It's just about finding a way to peacefully coexist. And we know we can start doing that through education. In 2016, the city of Mishawaka euthanized 400 geese. The park superintendent says that's not the plan and that planting wildflowers and a fence by the water has deterred the birds. What we have found with geese is um, they like to just kind of walk into the park. And so we have created barriers on our riverbank that have uh, helped us tremendously. Strait says these strategies are long-term and will allow people living in Michiana to coexist with geese. Those usually take several seasons for us to really see the fruits of those labor. But if we start now, then maybe in, in three to five years, we could really see some, some results of where all of us are just living peacefully here in Elkhart. And the other cities along the river in our area. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. It's the time of year when farm equipment hits the roads as farmers begin to plant crops. For the next couple of months, be ready to slow down and take your time as tractors use roads to get from one field to another. It can be difficult and dangerous for a tractor driver to slow down and pull over for an impatient driver. I love farming, but I can't at a fraction of a second live with, and no farmer could, live with hurting someone just because traffic needed to get by. Driving a large vehicle, sometimes longer and heavier than a semi-truck, can come with consequences. We had an incident with a combine, a piece of harvesting machinery last fall, the second day of harvest, where it was ran off the road and the operator was ejected from the machinery. Luckily, the driver recovered. Tractor drivers say crashes are a big concern. Many times when an operator is taking a piece of farm machinery down the road, we're looking at the sides of the roads, not just the road itself. Most people don't know how different it is to sit in the seat of a car versus the seat of a tractor. Farmers also have to look out for telephone lines, mailboxes, and deep drop-offs from the roadsides. Drivers will try to make room for you to pass as long as it's safe. It is that big of a concern to make sure that every car coming past me, and it could be 50 in my 15-minute travels to the next field. I've got to keep all 50 of those people safe. While you may be in a rush on the road, trying to drive around a tractor is dangerous. Remember to slow down and try to safely pull to the side of the road. WSBT 22's Taylor Gatoni reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 